You're listening to Moral Compass Podcast. This is a podcast hosted by Jonika Stowes and Scotty Noyd. Now let's start the show. In this episode, we speak to comedian Rocky Dale Davis about being on the road during the pandemic. So join me and Scotty Noyd as we talk to Rocky Dale Davis. What's up, baby boy? You all right? I'm living, dude. Been smoking cigars, living my life, man. How did the pandemic, you know, shut the career down? Fires, was it like slow? Yeah, it was super. It was, you... When you work in a career where you can't, uh, where you can't do your job, like you can't work, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not, it's not like it's like, oh, my career was slow because of me. It's like an unforeseen circumstance that hit everyone. I yeah. mean, there are people that had, that were millionaires that like actually had to like sell like their cars and they had to sell Damn. some stuff, you know? Yeah. Russell Peters said he cut back a lot. And so when you're dealing with something like that, it's, it was brutal. I mean, I was, you know, I was at the shop. Eric gave me money one time because I was just I couldn't I couldn't uh, afford to change my AC. I had to refill my AC and it was like two hundred bucks. It was a wild, wild time. I was moving furniture in Vegas last year. I remember I was, that. I was on TV four months prior, and then I'm delivering furniture for sixty bucks a day. Damn. My worst fear was the reason I love the mask while I worked because they told me they didn't have to wear it like all the time, but I did. I was like, if someone sees me right now and they go, are you the guy from that show? And I'm yeah. like, nope, I'm delivering your sofa. Shut up. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. They didn't tip. The, you didn't tell you something funny? Apartments always tipped. Poor, wow. people, poor people tipped every time. Are you serious? Wow. Rich people, you know, Summerlin, parts of Henderson, never tipped. Mm. Wow. One old lady, we, we, we did two bedroom sets for her. And she didn't tip us a dollar. And we took her old sofa out. We took it just because she asked. We put the whole thing together. We, we brought a twin bed one time to this lady in an apartment complex. Apartment was probably 800 square feet, maybe. Mm-hmm. Brought it to her, and she tipped us 20 bucks. Wow. You learn a lot about people during that time. Wow. You That's also right. learn the people that really messed with you, too. You learn, like, the people that really care about you because you're like, oh, you stopped calling once I couldn't help <laughs> you, right? You know, that, that's, like, a big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that is Rocky Dale Davis that you guys are hearing on the mic. Um, Rocky, we want to talk to you about, of course, the pandemic, um, how you got your start, where you're from, all of that. So um, how, how did you grow up? In Alabama, were you on a farm or inner city? Yeah, so we started, and I mean, in Alabama, there is no city. There is no, there's, it's, it's, it's inner sheep intestines, what it is. So you, where I grew up was in a super, super small town. Uh, it was population 1400, I think was mine when I, uh, when I was growing up there. And then we recently got a Jax though, so we're doing pretty well. And uh, the the Dollar General has automated doors now, so you know we're pretty big, pretty big town. We had we had op- you had to open doors until like 2017 there. How insane is that? 
Like, imagine like opening a door somewhere. We're in a library right now with books no one's touched in 20 years, and they, <laughs> they have automatic doors. It was a way, I grew up in a, on a farm at first, in a wow. house my mom and dad built, which that's just insane, right? Wow. Like, there's a picture of my mom when she's like eight months pregnant with me, putting a, a roofing on top of the house. Wow. Oh, that is cool. And I'm like, well, you really cared about me, didn't you? You ain't wearing a belt or nothing, girl. She's smoking a cigarette, nailing in some shingles. I'm like, that's why I'm not an athlete right yeah. there. You killed me. <laughs> He's stuck my growth. Yeah, I was like, I, I would have been six foot seven. What you tall dude now? I'm, I could have been Shaq, though, dude. <laughs> that's the issue. I was supposed to be Shaq and then Marble Light 100s. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm six foot three instead, and I can't run half a mile. So what, what age when you were you, because I always, I always ask everyone that comes in here, when you decided that this is what I want to do, I'm funny, I want to be a comedian. I mean, when you realize that you're good, and I wasn't just good, I'm a little better than some of these guys that's out here. I'm really making this happen. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about today. Um, I have a buddy of mine, and I, uh, I had never, I saw a set one time. And I remember he was, he was so, he was so good. Um, his set was like, it was amazing. And then I saw him two years later and I was watching it and I was like, you're not that good. I was, it's like, you don't realize until later, like everything's relative, right? Like the, you remember the guy at your high school that was really good at basketball. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, that guy's going to go pro. And he didn't even play in a college. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that's always funny to me is like, everything's your success is relative and the people around you are like relative too. And I think the first time, uh, Brett Ernst, I, I was hosting at the start on and he goes, Hey man, he goes, he's like, he's like, um, he goes, you have like one really good joke. He's like, you have like a really good joke that, that joke about your grandfather. He goes, that joke will like, will do a lot for you one day. And I was like, Oh, it's dope to hear that from a headliner, you know? And then that joke literally is a joke that's went viral like three times now. Wow. And it's so funny to me like that he wrecked, like he saw that that joke was like a great joke. And then that joke has like changed my life. I wrote that joke a year in a comedy. Wow. The rest of the set was garbage. <laughs> the rest of the set was awful. <laughs> that one, it was my closer. I remember I would bomb for eight minutes, but that last two, your yeah. boy's murdering. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Rocky, were you the class clown growing up in school? No, I mean, kind of like the issue was, is I was kind of like chubby. And so I got made fun of a lot. And then when you make fun of people and you're the not popular guy, they just beat your ass. And I don't know if we can cuss. Sorry, we can bleep that one out. Um, but <laughs> they just, they just beat you up. So then like I hit puberty and then I was like the funny guy at my school. Um, as far as the class clown, I guess I was I kind of, I was the mascot. So a little bit, like I was, I was a two time all American mascot, two time mascot of the year. Nice. Nothing to laugh at. It's very respectable. <laughs> so I guess just, just yeah, it's so fun. Christian McCaffrey laugh at him too. You know, we're both all Americans, but whatever. I heard the story. I was the, I was, I'm, I was Heisman. I was the Heisman of mascot. I need more respect put on my name. I'm sorry. I'm Every time sorry. I come into a place, they always mention the TV shows. I'm like, I was also a, a two-time All-American, two-time mascot. of the, It's never been done before. What, what was the mascot? What, a, a lion, a bear? A it was a panther, dude. Panther? <laughs> That's right. Woo, That's nice. right. I was a panther, and after I left my school, they named the mascot Rocky. Wow. I mean, that's, like, that's – dude, look, all I'm saying – is if comedy doesn't work out, your boy can go into any 
any professional team be their mascot for $22,000 a year. Okay. So I'm just saying like, you guys are lucky, not because I'm a comedian or because I have a huge following. You're lucky because you have a all American mascot gracing your presence right now. Okay. And if y'all, I could teach y'all moves. I I can get y'all in the game. Okay. I don't know how y'all's lives are going, but I can get y'all in the game. Get us in the high school game. It did. No, I'm talking about like, you could be the, the horse that the, the horse that the Denver, Denver Broncos or whatever theirs is. That guy's good. They're Rocky the pant or Rocky the horse is actually the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So, what? How do you stay with with the pandemic? And then all of a sudden, I seen you start going out. Yeah. And you start. I think you went down to Texas and you start going here and you start going out. But to stay, I do. I tell jokes sometimes. And. <laughs> Did you see the way he looked at me? But the, yeah, the, no, um, no. My, my grandfather tells jokes too. But to be, to be a comedian, you have to get on stage at least two, three, four times a week. Yeah, that's the thing is, is with doing comedy, I always tell people, I'm always like, okay, if you're going to be a, uh, if you're going to be a comedian, right? And, and a lot of people are very fun. Like you're funny naturally. You're very, very funny naturally. Looking. And it's just, yeah, no, it's just, it's the same with the shop. Like you go to the shop, a bunch of people are funny there, yeah. right? Like I'm not the funniest person most times at the shop. I just kind of chill. But what's funny is that you realize, like, okay, that guy's funny to people that know him. To be funny to people that don't know you is, it's like, tough. it's so, especially a lot of times me being a younger guy. Mm-hmm. When I have, like, I'm doing, like, crowds, like, 50-year-olds. They don't, they're like, I don't want to hear this young little <laughs> motherfucker or mother trucker talk, you know? <laughs> so it's, like, it's funny because it, you have to put so much time and effort into doing it that a lot of times... That's the thing that kills people is like a lot of people have lives. Like it's I, my, my first seven years in comedy, I didn't have a life outside of comedy. Like it was all comedy. And I, you know, sacrificed time with my mom, my grandfather, my nieces and nephews. But at the same time, I've also known people that had a kid or got a wife, you know, three years in. And then I don't know where they are now. They work at Target or something, yeah. you know. So when did you get your professional start then? So it's like a weird question because it's 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 like you you can make money at times during comedy, but like consistently, I mean, I'll say 2016, I did Comedy Central and I started featuring for a bunch of uh, a bunch of comics on the road. That's where I worked with like um, I worked with Tommy Davidson, Damon Wayans Jr. and stuff, and I worked with those guys on the road. So that was the first time I made like money, but you're not making much. You're making like 600 bucks maybe. Wow. Tom, Tommy Davidson is hilarious. Tommy Davidson is wild. <laughs> Tommy Davidson is wild. He he showed up. This was I was hosting at the start home one time. It was my first time ever hosting a weekend. I'm hosting for Tommy Davidson, and so I've never hosted before. Like I said, I'm not funny yet. I got I got two minutes. I got to do ten right. And I mean, I, like my my other eight were bad. Like I mean, I'm talking about like it's uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, and you're hosting. People are sitting there ordering around you and stuff. And, you know, ain't nobody cared about you. And so I remember I go on stage one night and then I, I come off and then uh, they go, okay, so Tommy's not here. And they go, so we told Vanessa to fraction just to stretch. And we're going to, if she's going to look over and we're just going to do this with our hands, like a little accordion. <laughs> and that means keep going. Okay. And so I think Vanessa did like 45 minutes. Wow. Okay. At the feature spot, which is 20, right? 
And then she finally just comes off, and he's still not there. And they go, Rocky, you got to go on stage and just keep looking over. And if we're doing this, that means keep going. And I was like, I don't have any more time, guys. And this is before I learned how to do crowd work. So I like I remember I walked out, I told like two like new jokes I had written. They both bombed because you're what you're waiting to hear Tommy Davidson. You're not you don't want to hear this young at that time twenty year old white boy. You know. And I remember I did crowd work for a couple minutes. I, I, and after every time I would, a joke would bomb, I would look over and they would just be like, <laughs> just be accordioning. And then I remember I finally like bombed again. And then uh, I looked over and I saw him and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, the man you wanted to see, Tommy Davidson. And oh, I got man. off and, they, and everybody was like, they were like, hey, man, you stayed up there. <laughs> you rode the horse. You stayed up there. I don't know. Worked with who has made a big impact on you? So, uh, there's two guys, um, Nate Bargatze and wow. Ralphie May. And so, Ralphie had like a crazy impact on my life because he saw me to open mic. I was an open micer, I'd never made more than 400 bucks a week. Wow, and um, and that was, I made that once, I would have killed for that otherwise. I made it one time, and then I did an open mic in Nashville, and I met Ralphie there. And um, I did the open mic, I come off stage. And Ralphie May walks in the green room and goes, Mr. Davis, you are very funny. You should come toward me. And I'm just like, what? And mm. then flash forward three months later, I'm on a theater tour making four grand for five dates. Wow. Mind blown. I remember I got the email that I was on the theater tour as I was flying to L.A. to go have my first um, meeting with a manager. And I remember I, when I got that email right before it took off, and it said four thousand. I was mom. I still have that email saved. Wow. I'm gonna get it framed one day. A personal invite from Ralphie May. Yep, and it was. I lived with him in Nashville. After that, I uh, mm. rode the tour bus with him. He let me drive his cars. Mm -hmm. He um, he, t uh, two of the dates got canceled, mm -hmm. and I was all bummed out, you know, because it cost me money. And I was like, I want to do the dates, the theaters. Yeah. And then he goes, don't worry, I'll, I'll pay you for them. And he paid me for the dates. Wow. And I was, and I Very remember. nice. And like, at that time, you know, they always say like a, a hundred bucks to a kid, it's like a lot of money. And then like a hundred bucks when you're adults, like a not, like it's not, it's not as much money. And it's like, at that time, like $4,000 might as well have been a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And so yeah. then I remember I got back to the house and they had a $2,000 check waiting on me. And he's like, oh yeah, I got you, man. And then it was, it was so wild to literally go from a being an open micer, a host at best, to then working with him and then featuring for other people as well through the Funny Bones. And, and I got on TV shortly after. And then I did another theater tour with another guy. And that was like my huge moment in my career. I was giving my mom money. And then 2017, I got dropped from a theater tour. I was toured with this Facebook guy who was a, a really bad person. And I got dropped from that, went into massive credit card debt. Mm -hmm. Everything fell apart. Mm -hmm. Wow. Ralphie passed away. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember. Working cruise ships. I thought he passed away. He passed away in uh, October of 2017, I think October 16th. Yeah. And, um, and then I went from making money to not having any tour dates for six months because I got, they fired me four days for the six-month tour. And it took... Uh, it took up until, honestly, like this year to clear all that stuff out.
So you're you're talking about how like you lived in Nashville with Ralphie May. Um, you live here in Las Las Vegas. You've lived in Alabama. What city do you do or do you love touring the most in? Uh, Nashville. Nashville is one of the. It's just a, I love the town. So I used to live there with Ralphie. And uh, the comedy there, you get like a mixture of hillbillies and smart people. Yeah. So it's like a rare mixture of where like you can tell a white trash joke, but they also can break down like nuclear physics, you know. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, Denver, because I swear to God, they're all high the all the entire time, and they laugh at absolutely. I recorded my album in Denver, and so <laughs> I love Denver. They're a bunch of high hippies, and they're the best. And yeah, Denver and Nashville are my two favorite places. My least favorite place is Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I mean, wow. I wish, I mean, if we could just cut that piece of land out and throw it in the ocean, I think it's the best thing that can happen to that comedy club. That I've place. heard that from a few uh, comedians. So which, which comedy club is this? Can't say the name because I oh. worked their other ones, uh-huh. but um, they know who they are oh, and okay. uh, they are awful. And it is, there's a koi pond in the club. So it's an old bank, or an old, I think it's an old bank or old Chinese buffet. And so there's a koi pond in there. And so while you're bombing, you hear the koi pond running, like mm. the pumps cranking. And then I remember that guy told me, he goes, yeah, man, these koi, these koi fish have been here for like 20 years. And I'm like, that's the saddest life I've ever to, to live here. In, in this, the pond. In this pond. Mm-hmm. It's for, smaller than this room right here for 20 years and listen to all these awful jokes from all these awful comics y'all bring in here all the time. I called my agent after the, we had four shows. I called my agent and I go, hey, I'm like, can we just give them the money back and can we leave? There's no reason for me to be here. I don't want to be, I, I just did Charlotte, which is one of the best clubs in the country. And then I go from that, maybe I'm, we're riding high, we made money and then we go to Greensboro and I'm like, I think I want to cry. I think I just want to cry. <laughs> Because everybody goes to that club because you get free entry to the honky tonk right across, right across the. It's it, it's in like an old field. It's not yeah. like a popping part of town. Wow. Okay. So you they cut they literally tell us they go hey man they go uh, we come here every Friday because uh, we just come over here and get drunk because it's cheap and then we get our free ticket and walk over to the honky tonk and uh, they go we didn't listen to much but what we heard we liked and I was like that's cool man that's all that's what I want in my career you know mm-hmm. I'm doing well I just want people to you know not really listen and just come to get drunk at my shows <laughs> <laughs> they go we didn't listen to much I'm like I wish you wouldn't have came at all honestly <laughs> that place is awful so what's what's the best because uh, usually they say you got the green light you come off stage oh man you had the green light you worked yeah. you were. what was one of your best shows ever it's a uh, man i'll say it's weird when it happens because uh, it is like it's like you come off and like everyone like talks about it i had a set in nashville one time on a monday show i did like 15 brand new minutes because i had been there like three weeks in a row and i had done like the same jokes so you're working on a set but i knew the same people were coming back to the show so i was like i gotta mix it up so i remember i uh I just did went up and did like 15 brand new minutes and I came off and everybody was like, dude, that was like a man. <laughs> and then you're in the back and you're like, yeah, I guess it was okay. And in your mind, you're like, you, right, that was amazing, dude. That's just kidding. Best sets y'all have seen around this place. <laughs> Better chill out, dude. <laughs> so where do you see yourself at, let's say five years from now? Uh, I want to, I want to have a, uh, a premiere special. I want a special that everyone talks about, like that Patrice O'Neill special. The Bill Burr specials, the prior special, like just that one special where everyone's like, dude, did you watch that? You know, like a Chappelle. Killed it. Yeah, just like a, a wild special. Uh, I want to be doing uh, theaters 
and um, and I want to have a, a YouTube, like a, a popping YouTube channel. I want to be producing content aside from stand-up. I want to do like commentary videos, oh. like reacting to stuff. That's like my big goal is to diversify the portfolio because that came from COVID where I realized if I just depend on money from stand-up, this mm-hmm. can be taken away. Yeah. And that is a terrifying thing. Bro, I watched you during that time, man. I remember. Oh, I was low. I was low. I used to yeah. come to the shop because I was having tooth pain, too, before I got my teeth fixed. Yeah. So I was coming to the shop. I was down in Tylenol every day because I was trying to smoke cigars to be happy about something. Dead broke, you know. And that was a, man, that was an awful, awful, awful time. But You're getting evicted. The, yeah. The, the best part of it, though, is. You're still standing. You you just yeah. took that and you didn't let it drown you. And you you ran with it. And next thing I know, I'm like, Rocky's got a show here. Rocky's doing this. Rocky's here. I'm like, damn, he he fucking did it. Yeah, that was the. It was so. It really is funny because I can tell you when. I can tell you that when things are going crazy, you don't really realize it. Like when you go viral, you see it, but you don't because people think like you go viral and your life is changing. But it's changing like over time. It does, you don't go viral and then you get a million dollars the next day. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's what everyone like. It, it takes time. It, like I remember, like when I was when stuff was happening. I mean, even like a, like like six months ago, um, my grandfather got real sick, and then I got blocked on Instagram, and then I lost a bunch of money, and I was like, "Are we right back here?" All like I just I just had all this happen. Are we gonna fall right back into the same mm. thing we were in? Mm. And then. But when it first happened, when that first video hit, I remember I was on my way to a show. I think I had sold like 20 or 30 tickets, which is nothing. A 200-seat room, it's going to be a brutal show. And I remember I posted, while I was driving, I posted that TikTok. And I remember when I got to the club, it was at like 70,000 likes, which I was like, oh, we got one here, you know, this is pretty good. And then when I got off stage, it had 256,000 Wow. And I was like, I think this may like lead to something. And then, so, but then, like, my TikTok's growing, right? But then, like, you know, okay, the TikTok's growing, but, you know, what does that even mean? You can't really promote stuff on there. They, they block stuff. Right. So I, I, wouldn't, I still was broke, still dead broke, still having teeth problems. Go to Mexico, get my teeth fixed. My mom paid for it. <laughs> my mom took out a loan against her 401k. She oh, believed in it, boy. Wow. She believed. We do it, not promote she, that. Yeah, she loves took out baby. a loan. Because if you don't pay that loan back, you lose your entire 401k. So she took out a ten thousand dollar. What part of Mexico did you go? <laughs> I went to Los Algodonos, Sandy Dental Group, guys. <laughs> I ain't even heard of that place. Get your teeth fixed and buy some illegal drugs. So that's what their slogan is. You can get steroids and some crowns done. You know. <laughs> so yeah. what was wrong with your teeth, dude? I, I've always had bad teeth. I mean, I've just had, but during during COVID, I just I guess it was just everything hit at once. Um, I had to have. Uh, just from the teeth I had, like the ones that were, like I was in such pain. I was texting people to try to get Oxycontin. Like that's how, that's how much I was in pain. Damn. And I, uh, I had to, so I had one tooth hurting, right? My buddy Albie, who smokes cigars here, goes, go to my dentist, I'll pay for it, okay? Go to the dentist. He's trying to like, you know, work on the tooth to the root canal, and I'm hurting. He's like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be hurting because I put anesthesia in. He's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, let's take an x-ray. He takes an x-ray. The tooth was cracked to the bone. Wow. So then he had to pull the tooth while I was awake. As he's pulling the tooth, it's breaking. So I'm listening to the tooth break while it's in my head. And and then my phone's ringing because the credit card company was suing me. (laughs) 
And you're, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know what, you know. So then pulls that tooth out. Another tooth starts hurting. That one thought it needed a root canal. It also needed to be pulled. And so then I had to get that one pulled as well. And uh, dead broke. Dead, dead broke. And then I went to Mexico and got them fixed. Damn. But, but I went viral while I was in Mexico, basically. Like right after, like that was when it was, because it, it, the mm-hmm. clip has 1.6 million likes. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I was hitting and so then it starts popping off, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is, like, dope. That's working. Maybe I could sell some tickets one day off TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And then December, I'm working in Vegas, got my teeth done. Mm-hmm. Things are going okay. Still in crazy debt, making a little bit of money. Not much, but a little bit. Mm. And then we went to Kansas City for New Year's Eve. I, I made 600 bucks. So that's, like, flying there and everything. I made $200, right? But I remember the show sold out. Wow. And I was like... That's weird. Like, that's a New Year's Eve show. So the New Year's Eve is a tough night to move tickets that's on. That's right. Yeah. And then, um, and then people were coming up like, man, we're big fans from TikTok. And I was like, that wow. is really weird, right? And then my, I looked at my Instagram. I hadn't even checked it. And it was like, the numbers were doing great. Um, and then, because the TikTok had grown me so much, then my Instagram from they clips I had, on that too. then the clips on Instagram popped and wow. they went viral. Yeah. And then The Rock followed me from there and he became oh, a fan. Oh, wow. And then he shared a video of mine. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and it blew oh, up. Oh, so, so The Rock took one of yours and put it on his page? Yeah. Because he, he got, I remember I was at, the, I was at, the, I was at the, the Strat one night and I was working and I swear to God, I was like seven or eight people there. I'm not even lying. I was like seven or eight people. And by the way, they walked in late. <laughs> like they walked in like we were going to cancel the show. Like there was two people sitting in this room. Okay. And then a group of like five walked in. And then my, this guy I knew from Denver, he walked in, he's like a fan. And he, uh, he goes, Oh man, thanks for getting me in. And I'm like, yeah, we, we squeezed <laughs> you in, you know? <laughs> and then he goes, bro, I can't believe the rock follows you. That's crazy. And I was like, What'd you just say? He goes, The Rock. I'm like, oh, man, it's probably a fake account. It's not like a real account. Yeah. And then he showed me, and I'm like, I'm looking at The Rock, who at that time had like 230 million followers, right? Wow. And he's followed 300 people, and my name is one of them. Wow. Okay? And I lost some eyes. So I go on stage. I'm literally yelling to the crowd, like, y'all know The Rock follows me? Do y'all, like, y'all need to know who I am, okay? <laughs> get off stage. I'm drunk. I, I, I get blackout drunk, go home to Laura. I'm crying. Because I'm just like, it's such validation. Yeah. I had such a bad year, man. Like, and then I had all this validation from a guy that I literally love. I grew up in the 90s. I grew up in the Attitude Era with The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. This guy now follows me wow. and likes me, right? Wow. So I get drunk and just make this video. Just talking, being like, Mr. Dwayne, I'm so thankful. I love you. Now, thank God my girlfriend was there because... <laughs> I thought the video was 30 seconds. It was four and a half minutes long. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying at the end and stuff. And she's like, all right, let's wrap it up, you know? And so I remember my girlfriend goes, she goes, why don't you, like, get sober and make a video tomorrow? And, like, you know, do, like, a more, like, professional video. And I was like, that's not who I am. I was like, I'm a drunk dude in his, in his kitchen crying, calling everyone he can at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know? And, um, and then I remember, so tickets are selling great. Right, I'm making money for the more money that I've ever made in my life because wow. I'm selling my own tickets. And I remember I'm in, I'm smoking a cigar in the garage, in a, and I'm, we're watching a football game with my buddy from Kristoff, and we're in his garage. And I remember my phone blows up, I got like 50 text messages, and I'm like, "What's this, man?" And so I grab my phone, and everybody's, it's the Rock video. And I was like, "What are they just seeing this? What the, what's going on?" And then um, 
I remember I went to my Instagram just randomly. I saw I had like 50,000 followers or 52,000 followers. Wow. And I had like, I had 46, like a couple, like a, like a, 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 a six hours ago. And I was like, what is this? What's going on? And then I looked and it said the rock, the rock had reposted that video. Wow. We shot up like 10,000 followers that night. Wow. And I threw the phone at my buddy. I literally grabbed the phone and chucked. He's like, what was that? And I was like, dude, read that my phone. He's like, what? I'm like, read my phone. And then he goes, are you kidding me? And then he read it out loud to me. And the coolest thing is, and in, in the whole video, because the rock wrote a big long caption, and he goes, uh, "Remember the name Rocky Dell Davis. The world will hear from him one day." Wow! Mm. How insane is that, dude? That's, That's the craziest stuff ever. I call, I called everybody in my. I called Eric. I called Grant. I'm just calling Grant. He's like, "Hello." You know, he's always <laughs> mad. He's like, "Hello, what? I'm I'm, I'm with DraftKings right now." And I'm like, "Grant, the Rock follows me, dude." It was in there, like the rock shared my video and it was mind blowing, man. Changed my whole my So whole that life. whole year was tough and then Justin Rock That's that gives you that validation. It's so funny because it's like I, I say this a lot. I always say um, that like the worst parts of my life, I swear to God, are followed by the best. Like the week before I went on tour or with Ralphie um, and, and filmed with Kevin Hart, that was all in one week. Whoa. The week before my tire went flat and busted. Had no money to replace it. I had a fever blister that had, uh, I didn't know what it was at the time. I never had one. And so it, my whole lip was covered in the fever blister. Oh. I caught a 103 fever. Like one, I was like, felt like I was dying. My mouth was covered in white pus. I couldn't, oh, I, couldn't yeah. I don't know what it was. And then I remember I had to go do a show in Birmingham. I thought I was getting paid 300 bucks. I got uh, 50 bucks to go there. No. And so, and I remember I was so, damn, and, I, and I got kicked out of the place that I was living in Atlanta. The guy kicked me out. And then the following week, I'm filming for Comedy Central with Kevin Hart. Whoa. And then I make a, I, I did the, uh, the first uh, weekend with Ralphie, but it was only oh, a comedy club. And I made $1,000. And then I got the offer to go to the theater tour. Wow. How, how have you survive do your, your parents help you out or you, i borrowed a shit ton of money from anyone mm. i knew i mm. i i one I, I almost texted mm. eric honestly there was one point in time where i was going to text eric and ask to borrow money i borrowed uh five grand from one friend um i borrowed two grand from another friend i borrowed uh four grand from another friend I borrowed, uh, as my mom didn't really have money, but she would mm -hmm. give me a couple hundred bucks here and there. Yeah. I, um, I did anything that good. I sold a bunch of t-shirts I had, mm -hmm. uh, like the, my, my comedy shirts. I, I would go to people's backyards and do a show for 300 bucks. Yeah. And I did everything I could. And then, um, and then it just kind of, I never got employment last year. So I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That never worked out. I got it. I got it three weeks ago. Wow. That was the, over a year ago, I got bro. the whole amount. I started back pay from over a year. Well, so I only got 28 weeks or 24 weeks of unemployment, even though I was unemployed for, I think, 36. Uh-huh. But I only filed for 20, uh, 24. But uh, I started filing on March 18th of 2020. I think I yeah. got it September like, 10th, 2021. Wow. It was like last month or month before last, yeah. Well, I hear there's a lot of fraud. A lot of people were getting their, their identity stolen. Yeah, or or um, Nevada didn't have the money. <laughs> That's it's that or that Raiders Stadium <laughs> looks really really nice. <laughs> there was so much fraud happening. There's so much fraud, but why can't these people get their money? You know, that was it was yeah. I borrowed a bunch of money and I paid uh, I paid pretty much all of it back. 
Uh, the biggest thing was, but I had debt before going into COVID, like just regular like debt. Yeah. And so then that debt multiplied them. Yep. Because mm-hmm. then the credit cards I was carrying a balance on, those credit cards then were charging late fees. Yep. And oh. then late fees turned into, uh, they turned into credit, um, what, credit attack, not tax, but like, um, what's it called? You something you're in credit delinquencies. Delinquency. Yep. Yeah. So I, I had two, del- I had two credit cards go to collections and they so, both sued me. So in the middle of the pandemic, they did not freeze credit card nope. uh, payments or they said anything. you owed it before. They said you had this before you, COVID. You owed it before, yep. even though the job market. Shout out to Citibank. And shout out to Citibank. And shout out to Bank of America. They shout said this is before Bo the benefit. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Chase as well. Shout out to Chase. Oh, wow. So back to the comedians, because we can get on financial stuff and just go to a whole other podcast. Um, your... Uh, which old school comedian do you like respect or try to emulate or? Um, I respect all of them. Um, the one, uh, he, I mean, he is old school, but he, he still does it. Is Ron White. That's like yeah. my big guy. Oh, yeah. Ron White is. I've old. never met. He knows who I am. Yeah. He knows who I am. That's, oh. that's like somebody told me the other day because uh, they met him and they go, yeah, I just worked this club with Rocky Davis. And he goes, oh, I know that guy. He's like, I haven't met him, but I heard his name a that's lot. That's awesome. And that's I'm awesome. like, dude, that's sick. Yeah. So, yeah. I met, I met Don Rickles. He was, that dude was on point. That's wild, days. man. That, that, that is like a, do you ever think about that? Like with comedy? Like, so we got music, right? Like you can trace music back to caveman times. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, but comedy, you could trace it back to like, you know, I guess like the aristocrats, like you can go that. But yeah. as far as like pure stand up, like, like an actual famous stand up comedian, you got like Lenny Bruce. That like, yeah. there are people that are alive that like could have possibly like seen like that guy. And then also now they're seeing like me. Like, how yeah. crazy. Like, comedy's like 80 years old. Like, yeah. it's not an mm-hmm. old art form. Yeah, well, it's not that old. Yeah. And it's going to be gone soon. <laughs> It's not, oh. not going well for us in these streets. It, the, it's you don't think it's going to come out of the nah. pandemic too well. I'm I'm joking. It's it's all good. It's just, it's just very hilarious the way like people I don't know people, people just get mad and they're like we're going to cancel you and it's like you're going to cancel a guy lives in a farm. Like <laughs> what, what do you? This is so funny when people get mad because like if you have four thousand people say they don't like you, it seems like a lot, mm-hmm. and then you're like it's not really a lot. It's just four thousand people on Twitter. It's not right. that many people. All right, Rocky. So where can we, can your audience find you at? Uh, y'all can follow me on social media, uh, particularly Instagram and YouTube at Rocky Dale Davis. Um, those are my two platforms I post on most consistently. And they both have links to my website, which redirects you to ticket sales. So go on there, check it out, subscribe, follow the page. And uh, yeah. A lot of merchandise on there too. So a lot of merchandise. New merchandise coming out um, uh, this week actually as well. Oh, two awesome. new shirts, and I'm giving away a free private show if you if uh, if you win. Thank you, Rocky Dell Davis, everyone. Thank you for listening to Moral Compass Podcast with your hosts Jonika Stowes and Scotty Noid. What you gonna do, what you gonna say? Gonna sit back, complain, and make your 